I love consistency. You know, although I can be spontaneous, I really prefer to live with predictable procedures, patterns, and expectations. As you'll see today, when I fall short in one of my daily routines, I almost experienced a catastrophic consequence. This is episode 22. In thinking about cleaning mishaps, my legacy writing is titled, The Consequence of Not Cleaning Up. Judy and I talk about the events of the early, early morning when I left the kitchen without taking care of the dinner mess and went to bed, thinking that I'd just take care of it in the morning. We remember Percy, the cat who is the antagonist in my story, and then we wrap up talking about some thoughts about writing, you know, when you might want to, like, include conversation or dialogue. Welcome. This is the Sidetrack Legacies Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. So, one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Hello. Lisa, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Well, how are you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're we're having fun with a new topic here. <laughs> this the hot seat again. This um, topic, um, cleaning mishaps, definitely didn't bring out our good sides. This was <laughs> um, a rather embarrassing topic, I think, for uh, well, for me and and for Michelle yesterday. Um, yeah, it, it makes us look pretty bad. <laughs> well, you know, that's interesting because I think all four of us, if if our listeners knew what the four writings were right now they say well, these guys really aren't good at the cleaning thing <laughs> no i mean um having a cleaning lady is definitely a uh, would be a perk of life and um we should strongly consider it <laughs> we should after i wrote it, it michael and i had a serious conversation about that so i think you're absolutely right <laughs> i agree 100 so bad. Okay, are you ready to read us your mishap, dear? I am. Okay, so mine is, um, a, a, I mean, it happened quite a while ago, and I don't have the title of the post here. Um, anyway, I'll just start, and maybe I can find it in a little bit. So it okay. goes like this. 
I was so tired that night in 1999. Instead of cleaning up the kitchen before bed, I promised myself I would take care of the dishes and pot from our kitchen, our chicken dinner first thing in the morning. Later, I woke up slightly and smelled bacon cooking. I thought, huh, Craig must be home. Still later, I woke up a little more and smelled burned bacon. I got up and walked along the hall and down the stairs. As I neared the bottom of the staircase, a thick cloud of smoke erased the landing. Walking into the darkness, everything was quiet. I went into the kitchen and could see orange glowing embers on the wooden hood in the center of the kitchen that vented the stove. I calmly walked across the room and flipped the light switch. Nothing happened. That's when my heart began to beat quickly. I thought, fires in the ceiling. This was when cell phones were just beginning to be popular and I didn't have one yet. I went to the living room and used the landline. But who was I gonna call? 911? <laughs> no. My dad. My mom answered the call groggily. Hello? Mom, tell dad to bring the fire extinguisher, I said. What, why? Mom, just tell dad to bring the fire extinguisher, I repeated. Okay, she said as I hung up the phone. I did call 911 next. Once I stayed in my emergency, the dispatcher seemed shocked that I was calling from inside the house. She told me to immediately evacuate. So I walked outside barefoot in the crisp October night. I wore a t-shirt and sweatpants. In the distance, I could hear the low hum of a fire engine as it changed gears. Seconds later, the fire truck, no siren, but lights blazing, pulled on the lawn. My dad followed moments later. Firemen and women descended on my house from the truck and from various cars that kept on arriving. They used a heat sensor to determine if there was fire anywhere in the house. There wasn't. Giant fans were set up to blow smoke out of the main floor. It was determined that the batteries in the smoke alarm were dead. The fuse had blown when the fire reached a wire. But you might ask, what started the fire? And what does this whole story have to do with cleaning? Well, you see, one of the items that I had neglected to clean up that night was the stock pot with some chicken broth at the bottom. As my cat leaned in to lick the broth at the bottom, his foot turned on the burner. Once the broth had boiled away, the remaining fat ignited and the flames were high and hot enough to incinerate the edge of the wooden stove hood. The moral of the story? Firemen are our friends, cats are evil, always clean up your kitchen at the end of the day. The end. <laughs> oh my goodness, we love our pets and they we do. We love it. our pets. Oh. <clears throat> yes, and yes, we yes. still love our cats, but yes, I, I mean, wow. This was absolutely a crazy event. And I mean, that night, I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. And, I bet. I bet it's vivid. Oh, gosh. And, um, you know, that, that sound when I went outside, I mean, I live blocks from the, the fire station, but that low hum, you could uh -huh. feel it almost more than hear it. That, you know, that, that, that low change of gears. You're going through the gears. Yep, oh, exactly. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they didn't put on the the, fi the sirens, but um, and then I'm standing out there, you know, talking to the firemen, and and the one said, "Where is your coat?" And I didn't have shoes on either. And um, 
and they, somebody went in and got me something else to wear. And some, I think they brought me a pair of big boots that they found sitting oh, somewhere. Probably fireman boots or something. <laughs> well, no, they were Craig's. They were Craig's. Oh, Craig's. Boots. Okay. Yeah. And um, then I, then I remember I, so I wrapped up in the coat and put on the boots and sat on the edge of the driveway. There was a little, like a ledge, a, a cement ledge. Oh. Then I started getting really cold, but literally I was not cold. I mean, that adrenaline was just intense. You know, anytime what if you month? call an ambulance or a fire department, you're going to have this adrenaline rush. And I sure had that. It was just, yeah. Then I started to freeze. And um, what month was it? It was like October. Yeah. And it was really cold out. It was cold. Yes. And, um, and it was like, like two o'clock in the morning, something like oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. And it did your dad arrive with the fire extinguisher? He did. He, I mean, he got there like moments. I mean, like with the fire truck and he came with a fire extinguisher, but I don't remember him. I mean, I'm sure he stood by me, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't remember him, his involvement at all. Um, I just remember that he was the first one I called. I called my dad before I called 911. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was, I was not feeling hysterical until I, I flipped that switch and, light- and nothing happened. I thought fires, fires in the ceiling, fires in the walls, you know, that I just oh. couldn't see the fire that was happening in the house. Oh. That was my fear. So. so did the firemen have to do anything to put it out? Or... No, no, it, it, there were, I mean, this is big, beautiful oak surround in the center of the kitchen above the stove and the, the front and the corner got pretty, pretty, you know, incinerated, pretty charred, um, oh, which we oh. did, we did work on it. You could still see where the fire had been um, when we moved, but um, we, we refinished it and um, were able to save the hood. So um, oh, that's good. Yeah. But the, the internal part of it, the, like the, the fan and the vent part, I believe we had to replace that because of the, f- the fire. And <laughs> when we replaced that, that's the story that you're laughing about right now. Right. I was going to say, I remember. Yeah. Another yeah. Story about that. <laughs> okay. So this happened when we were having, um, a sidetrack sisters craft show at my house. Yep. So this was October and we have that craft show at, it was at the end of November. And right. so the, the, the vent was still, it was like hollow inside. It was, it was taken out, but there was nothing inside of it. it I guess we were maybe right. waiting for the new, you know, the new setup maybe. Uh-huh. And um, so we had the, the craft show at our house. And I believe um, we were taking like money and payments in the kitchen. So we yeah. had kinds of crafts. <laughs> Island counter sort of thing. Yep. That you have. Yep. And um, so when mom was in there somebody a lady was in there paying her bill when percy the cat in question here the cat who had started the fire jumped out of the the oven hood out of the ceiling and saw this lady because he was not a people person she was not a cat person they (laughs) they screamed at each other i swear um, she was, she was flipping the cat jumped back up into the hood, into the ceiling. And the lady, like, I, I don't know if she had a heart attack, if she, you know, survived the event, but yeah, I'm, she's well, I don't remember any ambulances or anything, Lisa. 
<laughs> so, I mean, mother thought it was the most hysterical thing she has ever seen in her entire life. Um, I, I'm imagining your mother laughed until. Oh, I mean, you know, she laughs when people fall because they look so silly in the, the process of harming themselves. Yep, and, I've been the victim of that laugh many times. Her <laughs> <for> little sister. <laughs> so the moral of the story is, as I was saying, you know, firemen are friends, you know, cats are, you know, are cats. And um, definitely make sure that you clean up your kitchen before you go to bed at night. I mean, you think about what had to happen for all of that to come together for the cat to turn on the stove. Well, for yeah. just right. You know, it's it was an older stove with the, the switches on the top. Right. Along the right hand side. So uh -huh. I think now for safety, I think that is an issue because people would reach, you know, over a burner to turn sure. a switch. Um, or a cat, I suppose. Um, but now I believe all stoves have their their on and off their their burners, you know, on the front of the. I you're right. I really think you're right. I think that that was a, a very bad safety feature or not safety feature back in exactly. the day. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, any animal, you know, could jump like a dog could jump yeah. up to get something off the stove and turn it and it, it could just happen so easily. Well, it didn't have any safety feature like you had to push it in and turn it or anything like that. You right. know, I think that's another I think my my gas stove has that safety feature also is that you have to push it in to turn it. Yeah, mine does too. I, it's a it's a coincidence that just <laughs> just last week. You wrote about this amazing house on Third Street. This was the amazing house. Yes, that I tried <laughs> to burn down. Yeah. Burned it down. <laughs> oh, that would have been a conclusion oh, not to have, wouldn't it? I know. Oh. I know. Goodness, so, I, I still laugh at calling your dad first, but you know, you have a dad that can fix anything. He's so capable, and you know, he knows how to do everything. You know, from his time on the farm and all. And so it's so natural for you girls. You just pick up the phone, dad, I need your help, you yep. know, kind of thing. And I mean, I, I do it too. I get well, a and he was only blocks away also. Yeah. In, yeah. Um, so yeah, he got there really quick. He was probably as far away as the fire department. So literally the fire department, I mean, I don't know he how many- probably drove as fast as the fire truck. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and still today, I'd probably called my dad or, you know, um, crazy. But yeah, that's... Did I ever say anything about that? No, uh-uh. I, I don't know that I confessed. I mean, <laughs> that was a while ago. I don't think you confess that kind of thing to a police officer or a fireman, so... They might have figured it out if he was standing out there with the fire extinguisher in his hand. <laughs> and then at the end, I did, um, you know, when all was said and done, I called Craig at work and said, you'll never guess what's going on at home, you know? Oh, uh, 92 firemen were just in our house, so... Oh, goodness. And then what's really funny to me about this whole thing is the cat, because... <laughs> Percy was a cat that I found yes, yes. in a very precarious way. I was right. standing out in front of the city hall in Columbus, where I worked at the time with a very good friend of mine. We were talking, and it, it you know, it, it was cold that mm -hmm. night, mm -hmm. and I could hear Mao. And we looked around and couldn't find a cat anywhere. And pretty soon my friend said, you know, I think that's coming from under your car. And we looked 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 and we could not find the cat. So I said good night, good night, my mm -hmm. friend, and I drove home to Beaver Dam. Well, the next day I got up and 
there was evidence that a cat had been mousing in my garage. <laughs> and I mean, not pleasant. A kitty, not a cat. It was a kitty. It was a, he wasn't all that big, was he? No, he was a baby. He was a yeah. baby. So anyway, long story short, you ended up bringing over a live trap and you yep. decided you wanted to keep him and you yep. took him home. And if I remember right, you tried to give him a bath. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah I don't think you were going to let him in your house without giving him a bath. It was that bad, huh? Well, he was traveling back and forth between Columbus and Beaver <laughs> Dam underneath my car. Underneath the car. Poor I can't quite figure it out. We had That's that. Percy was um, for persistence, Percival. Yes. Perseverance, we called him. Oh, perseverance, okay. Yeah, but we always, you just called him Percy for short. Yeah. Definitely perseverance. He was such a sweet uh, Wisconsin Holstein cat, that black and white. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, didn't he have little, little white whiskers and a mustache kind of thing? Well, not a mustache, but he did. He had long white whiskers. <laughs> he was a sweet cat, but he just yeah. didn't like very many people. He didn't. He wasn't big on other people. And um, yeah, he loved us. And he got diabetes when he got old. And uh, oh, he's passed now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but he, um, he caused some excitement in, in your life. <laughs> yes, he sure did. Yeah. Well, he had caused excitement in mine earlier, but... You know, he had to be a little older when he did the fire because that was just before Christmas that we mm -hmm. found him in my garage. And then your event happened in October. So, so he's, he's only about a year old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a little older at that time. But yeah, so and and literally, I mean, I feel like bad confessing that I'd left my my kitchen in a disaster overnight. Because that <laughs> is something that I mean, literally, I mean, I have like this gospel about things that about things you need to do to take care of your house and right. um making your bed in the morning is one of them that is right. like you know yeah. you just don't not and before you go to bed you take care of all your dishes and you shine your sink yeah. and um I don't know if that came after the fire or before the fire. I have a feeling it might, might have been after the. <laughs> it might have been. It might have yeah, been. Yeah. And I mean, I don't always abide by that, but that makes me feel like things are are in control. You know. I, I agree, and you know, I've adopted that from you, and and yeah. uh, it's been hard because I I had a little thing done to my hand, and I can't put my hand in dishwater, so I'm doing very creative things to try and clean up the kitchen at night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, Anyway, oh, Lisa, that is such a great story, and <laughs> one that I think I think that one's going to land as a legacy down the road somewhere, and it's probably going to cause some hysterical laughing about all sorts of parts of it. What do you think? Yes, I mean, jeepers. Well, hopefully, I mean, a situation where cleaning leads to near catastrophe. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen too often. Um, but what can I say? Oh goodness. That is just absolutely craziness. So what else? I don't have any other questions. I'm laughing too hard to come up with too many, but, um, I think that's a great story. I, I, um, I'm really glad that you wrote about it because it's one of those that I don't know that I remembered all the details. So listening mm -hmm. to you read the story again was really well, you know, one thing I, I was was kind of tricky with this one was that I included um, conversation in it. Uh -huh. And one thing I wanted to say is, you know, I, I tried not to get too crazy about it 
and be too detailed. Um, I don't know if that's something that people generally do in a legacy writing or in a memoir is include conversation. Because one thing that happened when I wrote down the conversation and then I read it to you guys, um, mom remembered it different. Oh. So initially I had said, hello, I need to talk to dad. And mom said, what, why? And I said, mom, I need to talk to dad. Just a minute. Seconds later, my dad asked, what's wrong? There's been a fire. Come right away. Call 911. Okay, click. And mom said, that's not what happened. Yeah. Really? So that, that first, what I just read was my first conversation that I wrote in my notebook and shared with you guys. Okay. Um, she said, no, that's not what happened. What happened is she answered the phone. And the only thing that was said was, mom, tell dad to bring the fire extinguisher. And she said, what, what? And I said, tell dad to bring the fire extinguisher. And then I hung up. So she said it was a shorter conversation. And, you know, um, and it was, I mean, I don't, I didn't remember that. So I changed it to incorporate what she remembered because I thought, yeah, that sounds like me. I mean, that, that sounded. Especially if you've just discovered a fire in your kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't think in most of our legacy writings, we actually get into the actual dialogue and I don't think that's necessary. So I just wanted to say that's kind of, and the other thing that I, I, I paid attention to when I was writing it, um, you don't have to do, he said, she said, I, you know, go back and forth. Just if, if you, um, you know, do the conversation each time a person talks, do a different line. You uh-huh. can do it without having to get all, you know, grammary oh, about it. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. You just want your eyes to slip over the words instead of being real formal about it. So, you know, if somebody else is doing some conversation or some dialogue that they feel is, is important in the in the legacy writing, uh-huh. don't get your and bundle over it. Just, you know, put down what you remember and keep going on because that's that's not important. You know, that brings to mind something else you and I have talked about, and that is, and I think the four of us have talked about at a meeting, is the fact that I can tell a story the way I remember it. Yes. And I would swear to goodness that if that's the way it went. Yep. If you had a gun to my head, I'd say that's the way it went. I know where you're going and with this. I'll say, no, 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 no. It didn't go like that at all. And I'll say, yes, it did. No, it, no, no, it didn't. It was all the time. You guys swear totally different events happened or an event happened in two totally different ways. You no. rarely agree on an event happening with the other person. I mean, you, you, you rarely agree. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, I think one of the things that you brought up is that that is fairly common yeah. among mm-hmm when both parties are present they both mm-hmm. have a different perspective they both see yeah. it different and I think depending on who the author is the author has yeah. the right to say it the way they remember it right yep. yep exactly now but because we get together and we share this I mean mm-hmm. I could have gone either way I could have kept my words but right. I chose moms because it's it's almost like they rang truer to me kind of you know well, back or something. Yeah. It, it was like, yeah, I think you're right. You know? And so I was like, yeah, I mean, I wrote it initially the way I thought it, the way it was playing in my head. But when uh-huh. she said, no, 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 no. Then it was like, ah, I think, I think 
No, it could go either way where we both remember things distinctly different and we both stick to our guns, but sometimes it is, you know, it's like your, your memory jogs a little bit. And, um, so well, I also find that I've told certain stories, like I've lived all over the world, you know, uh -huh. you know all over the country, I should say. Sure. And I've maybe told a group of friends a story and I've told it again and then to another group and whatever. And sometimes I think in the telling of the story, I've maybe paraphrased or I've made it, you know, a little more exciting, you know, for a fact. <laughs> you take, yes, this is the way it should have happened. This is reality yeah. as it should have been. Yeah. And it's still the main story, but I think then repeating it back to someone who actually was there. Your embellishments feel true and they're. They're not. Right. Yeah. It really wasn't quite that way, but mm -hmm. I swear it was, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I think there's, there's place for both. You know, you, yeah. can, you can embellish a little, it's your story, but I think you want to have that ring of truth to it as well, because mm -hmm. you are writing this as a legacy for your for your family and friends and yeah. so on. Yeah. yeah. And you know, these, these topics, um, you know, are so much fun. I love having like a topic where everybody comes at it from a different angle. Uh huh. And, you know, I hope that people are, are, you know, looking at the, um, like the, the February or the monthly, you know, writing ideas for the month mm -hmm. and picking out one, you know, it's like, when you're sitting down and writing, it doesn't have to be the most exciting. It doesn't have to be the most um, make you look the best. Sometimes it's just like, yep, this is the way it was. And this is the way it happened. I think that is the, the real key is make it real. Just something that really happened and something sometimes people think, oh, that never happened to anybody else. I'm not going like, to admit to that one. Right. But I think sometimes the, the more real you are, the better the writing comes across. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're pretty real tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and yesterday's one with Michelle with the, the poop in the Roomba. Um, you know, it didn't make her look real glamorous. Um, it definitely no. kind of made your teeth go, ooh, yuck. My husband read our blog this afternoon. This afternoon he read it day, day after, and, and he okay. said that picture was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see the live thing, but I bet it really was gross. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and now the other thing that is pictures, you know, we've um, sometimes struggled to find a picture that goes along with our writing. And uh -huh. I just wanted to say that, you know, it's wonderful if you can find a picture to go with your writing, but you really don't have to have a picture with every piece of writing. As a matter of fact, you don't have, I mean, a, a picture here and there is fine, but don't also don't let up having a picture or not, um, you know, help make you decide what your, your topic is going to be. Write what feels genuine, write what feels real and, and interesting to you. Yeah. Well, and we've even gone and done like, one of our put an avatar in instead of us mm -hmm. or we've done you know something sometimes we resort to taking an image off the internet and putting it on because it's so close to what we were trying to to do yeah yeah uh, but yeah I think again my concern is I just don't want to take all my time looking for a picture so I'll, I'll mm -hmm. get I'll do as good as I can but it doesn't have to be perfect no it does not so okay Beautiful. well Judy it has been so much fun talking with you thank you I know anything you want to add before we close, Lisa? 
Nope. So like I said, um, moral of the story, make sure you clean your kitchen, take care of those dishes, um, shine your sink before you go to bed tonight. Sounds like my, a good... my suggestion. Okay. I got <laughs> <it>. lesson. Okay. <laughs> okay, Lisa, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Love you. Talk to you later. Love you too. Thank you for sharing. Bye-bye. And before we call it a wrap, I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.